not barking in the room. I, I don't really care. I think it's, I think it adds to it. Yeah. <laughs> Tasting Anarchy, your wine and liberty podcast. Join Mason and Jake each week as they try new wines and discover how much government is in your drink. Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of Tasting Anarchy after a two-week hiatus, I guess it would be, <laughs> due like to and like one of those working like, too much. Yeah, and one of those was like we recorded an episode before that I don't know if it ever came out. <laughs> uh, that, that is that's entirely possible. That no, I think that, I think we did. I think the last one we recorded did come out. But, no, but the one before that. <laughs> yeah, I think the one before that may not have. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it, it. I've had a uh, a big project that I've been working on at my mm-hmm. job job, and um, it has take took names on and have finished. I did, yeah, it finally. Yeah. I deployed it today to, into the production environment, and it worked like a champ. Everything was good. We did all the tests and everything to make sure that it was working well. And uh, at three o'clock, they said this is working perfectly and you may leave. <laughs> so, uh, so for the last several hours, I've been able to enjoy a couple of Lone Star tall boys and, um, just kind of relax out by the pool and dig around the dirt a little bit and just enjoy the wonderful Texas heat. Nice. So, so I, speaking of not Texas heat, but different heat, have okay. a wine review and then we will talk about the uh, pen not penultimate the ultimate event in texas every year uh That's so right. i had the lan roja reserva 2015 so one of the things that you and i have consistently complained about is uh wine websites mm-hmm. the website for this one pretty fantastic Oh, good. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so 2015, it, it's a reserve, it's a Roja Reserva. So, you know, dark red, like, uh, this one was really light on the nose to me. I got some raspberry in it, but that's about it. Um, but I was also like on Friday because I completed the project of filing things that shall not be named, which yeah. you used to do, um, on Friday because it was the end of the, month following the end of the quarter. Um, so yep, I've got yep. all that done. Um, so I drank like all but a glass of the bottle <laughs> and you know, it wasn't like hammered, but like the next day I was like, I really had time to drink a lot more water. Why didn't I? But yeah, you know, so we have a video that we're going to talk about next week. Um, hopefully, uh, unless Childerberg takes over, which hopefully, you know, who knows, but Right. So that video, the, the way the guy was tasting the wine in that video, I tried it today. Yeah. And three times today, I bit the side of my cheek, and that hurt like sin because this is a, it's a you know it's a Roja Reserva. So yeah, acidity is not like super high, but it's higher. So, um, but you know, good acidity, light fruit notes, red fruit, that sort of thing. So I got this because my wife and I bought a standing rib roast to make. And I was oh, like, okay. what goes well with standing rib roast? Dark red wine from That's Spain. Right. So right. uh, Rioja is a, a region of Spain. So, um, you know, Spanish wine. But on the back of the bottle, it mm-hmm. literally had like a graph of the predicted, like best time to drink this wine. So it's oh, like, this is when it, yeah. So it's like, this is when it exits the, uh, um, like the, not the distillery, the winery. 
this is when you should drink it. Like, this is how you should store it. This is how, like, avoid loud noises, like all sorts of interesting stuff, which is kind of funny considering the wine was shipped from Spain. It's like avoid right. loud noises. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay um, yeah. Did it fly over here on an airplane or was it on a boat? Loud noises right. all around, I think. Um, but then it also, like, showed that, like, after 12 years, like, it would all be downhill from there. So uh, it's 2015, so that's seven years um, mm-hmm. later, if I'm following like that age range, right. And they recommended between four and 12. So not the best experience according to this. Cause it was still kind of peaking at 12, but like once it peaked at 12, like it was yeah. a pretty precipitous down. <laughs> it wasn't Interesting. like, you know, each, I mean, this is kind of one of those things that if you, not that you and I are like experts in wine, obviously, but you kind of know that like, it's not like okay, if I drink this like last year, it would be 20% better this year. But like right. the drop was pretty precipitous, like I said. So 14%, 14.5% alcohol per volume. I think it was like 20 bucks at Kroger. Um, I like seeing Spanish wine at Kroger. I like seeing Spanish wine and especially Riojas, um, other places. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the website on this one was great. So um, okay. they've got grape varieties, notes about the vineyard notes about the winemaking aging tasting notes so um you know this is a little blurb about the wine land reserve spent 18 months in hybrid barrels of french and american oak and 21 months in bottle inside our cellars in the ideal storage condition uh in the ideal storage conditions don't keep this reserve for special occasions that might never arrive so basically it's like don't overage this it's it's a it's not a grand reserve so you know it's not the best that they make Right. So drink it, <laughs> basically. Right. Uh, well, so and for- I think that that's that's uh, typical of of Rioja generally is that mm-hmm. it is mostly made to just drink. I mean, Europeans do tend to drink wines younger. Mm-hmm. I think Reserva. Um, I think that means that it's been aged for five years or maybe three years, and then Grand yeah, Reserva is five or ten. Yeah. So looking at this, uh-huh. um, so. The Reserva, I think, is three, and Grand Reserva is five. Okay, um, yeah, that, that makes sense. You know, eighteen plus twenty-one. Um, that's getting into that's over. That's like three months in a, or that's three years and three months. So hmm. um, that makes sense. So, but uh, grape varietals: ninety-two percent Tempranillo, eight percent Mazula or Mazulio, M A Z U E L O. So vineyards, selected vineyards in the Roja Alta and Roja. Alvesea subzones with an average age of 25 years or more. Uh, Winemaking, fermented in stainless steel tanks with temperature control to ensure that it doesn't go over 28C to avoid losing the aromas from the grape. Three weeks uh, maceration with frequent pumping over to ensure a good color extraction. Aging, so 18 months in hybrid barrels of French and American oak. Uh, Baudelaire's Lan is a pioneer in the use of hybrid barrels that combine American oak staves, giving vanilla elegance and French oak base, which provide touches of spice. Lan Reserva remained in a further 20 months in the bottle to complete its rounding off. So there's hmm. there's a slight discrepancy in the, the amount of months in the bottle, but you know, that's, yeah. that's fine, especially because yeah. it's a Spanish website that they translate to English. So tasting oh, okay. notes from the, yeah. the winemaker bright uh ripe red cherry so i could see the red cherry though i didn't get it that much myself bright for sure um intense and complex in aromas eh, i didn't okay. think it smelled very much but you know me i don't smell very well anyway yeah um, okay. 
most of the time because I've been sweating, but no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Aromas of uh, ripe red fruit enveloped in white flowers, almond blossom, and broom. So I don't huh. know what broom means in this regard, unless they literally just mean like 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 um like a hay broom, you know, like a yeah, like an yeah, old like, school like broom. Was, yeah, like well, a straw. you know, those do. It, it, maybe it's just me. Like you know, I do have very like strong memory association. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what a broom smells like. So, yeah. Um, and just because as soon as like, as soon as you say broom, I'm picturing my mom sweeping while I'm sitting on the couch in the, I don't know what you call it. Those bay, I guess a bay window, like the window that's like sort of like a balcony kind of with a bench seat. Yeah. It's a bay window. Yeah. Yeah. With a, yeah. S- sitting there doing homework at homeschool, listening to Rush Limbaugh while my mom sweeps. Boom. <laughs> Instantly. That's like what comes to mind when they say that. Yeah. It may be a totally different type of broom, but that's what yeah. comes to mind when I think of it. Yeah. So like, you know, I, like my wife's uh, grandmother on her mom's side owned an almond orchard. So like maybe she mm-hmm. would know what almond blossoms smell like, but I certainly don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, touches of cinnamon and resinous uh, notes, velvety on the attack, smooth and delicate. It is elegant, balanced and harmonious on the palate, a long finish, leaving a pleasant aftertaste that encourages you to take another sip. So like this is one of those things that I hadn't thought about before, but I think like with wine, you get like the kind of lower end wineries that will make up for their lack of say, uh, proficiency with like a good website. And then you get like the, like, you know, high end, but not thousand dollar bottle wines where it's like, their website's kind of out of date because they're spending all the time making wine and it's like right dedicated to their craft. And then you get like the super high end wines that probably have amazing websites, but like you probably don't have access because it's some sort of special link or something. Right. But, <laughs> You're right. And then you get like the ultra, you know, like ultra expensive wines and like, there's no website. Cause it's like, Oh, here's this one bottle that we managed to make or, you know, right. I, like, and that none of that might be true, but like, and I thought it was like a really good bottle of red wine. Um, Tempranillo, uh, you know, we, if anybody who follows the show for a long time, we both love Tempranillo. Um, yep. So like definitely could not like, is it the best bottle of Tempranillo I've ever had? No. Is it the best Rioja I've ever had? Probably not. But for 20 bucks, having a group of friends over like definitely worth it. So, um, I thought about getting a bottle for, uh, your former direct boss at the company that I work at just kind of oh, as a, yeah. Hey, we've worked really hard the last couple of weeks together. Like, you know, try this red wine. It's fun. Um, yeah. Cause it was, you know, well worth it. Uh, but again, it's one of those ones where I think like so many people, not necessarily that listen to our show, but like in wine, spend way too much time just like kind of showing off their professional knowledge. And the video that we're going to talk about next week, that guy definitely is showing off his professional knowledge, but I don't think in yeah. a detrimental way. You no, know what no. I mean? Like it, it's, it, it's it, like, he's, yeah, I was actually really impressed with that guy because I'd not, I, yeah. as you know, my opinion of uh, Western Europeans is not very high. And, uh, <laughs> So I was kind of instantly, as soon as I heard his accent, I was kind of like, I'm not going to like this guy, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, 
But then as I was watching the video, I was like, actually, this dude has a very playful, he is an expert and very clearly mm-hmm. an expert. And he is also very clearly proud of his expertise, but he's also not a dick. So yeah, like there was, there was several times, it, it was a great video. I, I think, I think it'll be a fun thing to review. But there were several times in that where he was sort of self-deprecating is not the right word, but where he said, I think he understands kind of the blind taste test, I guess, is where he goes like, this is something that I would have expected from this. When I reveal it, I'm surprised. And yeah, that just and sort of shows that, hey, place it, new regions can surprise you. So, yeah, and that's what, what I really liked about it was he didn't try to take back anything he had said after he learned about a re- like one a wine that was completely from a different region and things like that. And it was kind of clear that like after having like read the bottle kind of on live, like there's a cut where he goes and does some research on that region. And he seemed to very proficiently get information because then he would give some. So now it may have been part of like some sort of wine club that was sending him that, that gave him information about it. But I think, I think he said at the beginning that it was a friend of his that, so I, and I think he said that his, he's going to do the same thing for his friend and and that his Mm. friend's going to do it. I have to rewatch it, but I think that they were saying that they were that it was like a friend of his that picked those out specifically. Yeah, but what, what, but like unless his friend did like a bunch of research to give him, it oh, like yeah. when he came back, like he kept he would talk about the region. Like either he had done some research, like you know, it was just it was very fun and it was very playful. So, um, but yeah, that, that's where like I feel like if you explain to him why you liked a bottle of wine, yeah, he might be like, okay, and enjoy the bottle of wine with you. And then he seemed like one of those guys who might ask you, it's like, Hey, would you be up for like me picking out one and kind of showing you a different expression of this or kind of like helping you learn about better wine, you know, that sort of thing where it's like, Hey, here's why I didn't care for this. Or maybe he did care for it. It's like, Hey, it was fun to drink this with you, but like, here's some stuff you could learn about this. So I, that's kind of like the, what I liked about it was yeah, it like good bottle of wine, but not amazing. Like where I'm like, blown, it's not like peanut where I'm like blown away or, but it's good in the way where I'm like, this is just fun. So, right. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and it's, it's also I, I think it was a great find. I, we'll we'll talk more in depth about it next time, but mm-hmm. uh, I do have some news before we get into the Childeberg news. Oh, so the news is one of our friends and somebody who's gotten me drunk on multiple occasions, Ricky from Altamarfa. Mm-hmm. He has some new wines. He also has a wine club now. Did you scare uh, the shit out of me? Why is that? It's just that, like, there wasn't a hint of, oh. like, goodness coming. So I was like, who died? Oh, God. Oh, no, Ricky. no. Like, I was like, are his no, Ricky. Down? I was like, what no, the no. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, he, I just wanted, I just kind of wanted to promote his, his wine yeah. club that, that, no, uh, that he launched. And um, they have a couple of new wines that I have not tried yet. Uh, although, as part of the, Wine Club, some of the ones I have tried are in there. So uh, their new one, they have a um, a first rodeo, it's called. It's in Orange mm-hmm. Muscat. Have you ever yeah. had an orange wine? We have. I think, you, I think, I think you and I might have. Yeah, I think we did an Orange Muscat at one point or one of his or um, 
I think like one of the Georgians I had one time was like an orange, but yeah, it kind of yeah. unusual. It, it's not typical because it's a white wine, but it's sort of made in the same way that red wines are made. So it's mm-hmm. on the skins a little bit longer. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, I, I haven't tried this yet, but I'm interested in it. He also has, there's another one called unwind. Another one I haven't had yet. It's uh, 50% Tempranillo, 50% Roussan. Mm. So, um, that's kind of interesting. I've never, I haven't tried it yet. I'm you, well, you already let the cat out of the bag earlier. We love Tempranillo. So yeah, it's kind of hard. It's hard for us not to like that. Uh, they also have Wee Chef, which I have had, which is 100% Chardonnay. I used to think I didn't like Chardonnay. And then mm. I had this, and it is very similar to me. It's not exactly the same, but it's similar to um, uh, Pinot Grigio or Petit, uh, not Petit Verdot. Um, the other white one that I like is from New Zealand. Um, or it's not Sauvignon from New Zealand, Blanc? but Savon Blanc, yeah. Um, it, it reminded me a lot of that. Like they did a really good job, uh, kind of, it's not an oaky Chardonnay. It's a very crisp citrusy Chardonnay. Really, Mm -hmm. really good. Then there was, then they also have this, you'll be interested in because, uh, you're German. Uh, they have one called helping hand. It's a Gruner Mm -hmm. Veltliner. Yeah. A white crisp. Uh, I've had several Gruner Veltliners. I've not had theirs obviously, but super interesting. Um, I think, I think actually all of these, I still don't think they've got anything from their winery yet. I think, yeah, these are all high plains. Oh mm-hmm. no, they do. Uh, their wee chef is actually New Mexico. Um, yeah, I think I seem to remember like seeing that they were doing something out of New Mexico, which were really surprising to me. Yeah. Then they have a new, another one called, uh, Sobrino, which is a sparkling, uh, mm-hmm. that'll leave for you. Because, uh, yeah. well, I, I would definitely try it. I, I'm, I've never well, I been think... crazy about sparklings, but it could change my mind. So, well, it's also like <clears throat> you're having it from a friend yeah. who made it. You know, like that. That's true. So, well, yeah. the other thing that's interesting about it, and this is one of the reasons I really like Altamarfa and Ricky, and just just generally winemakers that are like our age or younger. Generally, mm-hmm. um, this is a sparkling of Tempranillo. Yes. So it's super interesting. Yes. That that sounds like something we have to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And and I do remember when I went out there to um to plant grapes with them, they actually I remember they brought a sparkling red that was really interesting. This is a sparkling white of Tempranillo, but they had hmm. a sparkling red that I had never had before. And apparently that is something that is kind of more common in Eastern Europe and the Middle East is uh sparkling red wines. They're not like mm-hmm. sparkling like champagne but they're like slightly sparkling yeah uh, and like i'm semi-carved yeah it was it was it was interesting this one though is in a champagne bottle so i i assume that it's it's a more heavily um carbonated one i don't know if it's forced carved or naturally carved but it would be i'm definitely interested in trying it just because it's tempranillo and i like that grape and i think and it's from uh mason texas so <laughs> that's the other yeah. reason i thought it would be good for you <laughs> yeah so oh, that sounds good yeah. So, and then they've got they've got a couple of cans too. They've got a um, uh, micro cult wine. It's called. It's um, 100% sin salt. And then they also have one that's 50% Tempranillo, 50% Roussan in a can, similar to the uh, the one that uh, the unwind that I was telling you about mm-hmm. earlier, also in a can. Um, so. 
definitely interested in trying those. I joined the wine club. Uh, I'm pretty excited to get my shipment. Ricky's super cool. And I, I just really, I like what they're doing is really neat. And they're, yeah. they're I mean, they good people. Super expanded. This is awesome. Yeah. They're really like, they're really pushing. Like it, it's going to be, I really think that they've kind of discovered like this, uh, they're going to be on the forefront of kind of like projecting Texas into, I think a kind of like a world-class wine place. It's, it, this is for anybody who's listening. If you want to be on my prediction for the ground floor of wine, pay attention to all of the Marpa, because I really think he and his wife have sort of a, a good vision for what wine from Texas can be. It's much more, I think it's a, they have a good understanding of what is produced here and what mm-hmm. it should be rather than, trying to make what is produced here something from somewhere else. So like that's kind yeah. of one of the issues that Texas has had for the beginning of its kind of wine industry is that they just wanted to do what California did. And this isn't California. It's a different climate. It really kind of needs to be different. And I think Ricky's sort of like he's he understands that he is from the Bay the Bay Area, I think. Um I know he's from California and kind of roughly around where I'm from. And mm-hmm. um but I think closer to the coast. And yeah, so I think, I think he has that sort of understanding of both, but also an understanding of the, like, this is, this is Texas. It's a different thing. We got to, so I think after Childerberg, we got to try to get him back on to promote the wine club, but also mm-hmm. to kind of give us an idea of like where he thinks Texas wine is. Yeah. And where he thinks it's going. Okay. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Those would be good, really yeah. good, uh, conversations. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so. I'm very, I'm very excited about it. I, I'm, I'm excited to try, uh, to try some of these. I'm, I'm, I am stoked to get my wine club stuff. Yeah. So speaking of Childerberg and fun times, not to move off of Ricky too quickly, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Um, so, 28th through the 30th of May of 2022. Tickets are still available as of this recording, May 1st. Um, so happy May Day for you commie fucks. No. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, so you and I are going to be down early. Uh, but That's not right. as a, like, we're not down early as Childerberg. We are down right. early as private citizens. Um who have reasons to be down there otherwise, right. yes. uh, theoretically. <laughs> so yeah, like, no, it's, I mean, if, if for some reason you can snag a campsite, um, for Thursday night, you can, but they're not through us. We don't have any available. We're not offering you a campsite. So don't just show up and expect to camp out with us and, uh, that sort of thing. But, uh, so we'll be down on Thursday. Um, and then early bird is Friday as usual. So I think it was the, what the first hundred or so. I mean, give yeah, or take. Yeah. I, I know there's yeah, a little, first 120. Little P- yeah. They know who they are. If they, uh, yeah. they signed up and if they don't message me and I'll tell you yes or no. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but so big ish news, not big ish news. Not really. Uh, not really sure. Uh, so are we, are we officially able to confirm the return of the wine van? Uh, well, we're going to do something. So yeah. I, I think we're going to try something a little bit different this year because 
like going through it, I don't know if this is like an inflation thing or or what, but it's just the weekend that we're we it, do this, I think. It could yeah. it could be, but like up until now, although although last year I do recall it being kind of a pain in the butt to it rent the, was very the van. Expensive. <laughs> yeah. This it, it's so expensive. It's prohibit prohibitively expensive to rent a van this year. So yeah. what I did instead uh, or what I'm planning to do instead is that when you and me drive down, we'll rent a car, probably like a five seater here, mm -hmm. get all of the equipment stuff. Cause I've got a lot of stuff I got to bring down. I've got the griddle for the cook shanty. I've got several pop-ups. I've got extra sleeping bags and tents for the people who have requested those. I've mm -hmm. got um, yard games. I've, uh, I think Will wants me to bring down some of the, he's he, he and uh, Peaceful Trees and they're doing kegs this year. So I think because he's not able to come down until a little bit later, I think I'm mm -hmm. going to bring down the keg um, or at least one mm -hmm. of the kegs. Um, hopefully we won't drink it all on Thursday night, but, uh, <laughs> but I, uh, no problem. I think I'm going to stay pretty. <laughs> I, well, that's the thing is I think I'm going to stay uh, beer sober on Thursday. So I think yeah. if anything, we may take one of those Altamarfa bottles. If you have one down yeah. and maybe do a little tasting, you know, cause we always talk about doing a recording, but that might be kind yeah. of the, like that might be something we could that do. Would be actually, yeah, um, maybe Thursday night. That would yeah. be actually excellent for us to do something. Actually, that might be, yeah. I've, I've actually got a couple of ideas cause I've been saving a couple of bottles of stuff for Childeberg and mm. maybe we'll, maybe we'll, break some of those open and do tastings and then um, kind of make them available for everybody else the next day. Yeah. I think that, I think that'd be fun actually. So that, that's a good idea. So, yeah. uh, but anyways, kind of to the wine van thing <clears throat> is to, to kind of cut down costs. I think what we'll do is then we'll rent a minivan in the local mm -hmm. area. And um, so we'll run the, whatever vehicle I get, we'll run that back and forth and a minivan back and forth and just try to get people to the show. If, but that being said, if you've got a car with a lot of seats, you know, stay sober or stay enough sober that you're comfortable driving and that people are comfortable riding with you and um, help out because yeah. we've got a lot of people coming this year and everybody was great last year. I, everybody kind of figured out rides and stuff and, mm -hmm. and nobody got hurt, which was awesome. And yeah, no um, one got hurt and I didn't hear of anybody like what I – two guys be, got left, but then they somebody went and picked him up. So yeah, but like not only that, but like I don't think I heard of anybody being too inebriated to drive who drove. You well, know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, mo most people yeah. kind of quit. So that's that's the other thing too that I they changed about this year is last year I think we were out in the sun at the show just a little bit too long, mm -hmm. and so this year we cut the show down in length a little bit. So. There's going to be the comedy is going to be the same length, and it's actually almost the same lineup as last year. Uh, we've got mm -hmm. uh, Brian Breckenridge, uh, Kyle Ruff, and Robbie the Fireburn scene. They're going to be doing comedy, uh, and I think that's going to be excellent again. They're all really, really funny. And then mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember Rebecca from last year. She did some impromptu stand up around some of the campfires and stuff like that. She's very yes. funny too. She's gonna she's gonna go ahead and open it up. Uh, maybe do okay. five or ten minutes, and then. Um, for the music, we've got Nikki P coming down again and Owen Glass coming down again. And but we're gonna do from five till nine this year instead of I think last year I think we were like two o'clock till nine o'clock. 
and it was something something yeah. fierce yeah and it it was it was just it was too hot the shade was not great mm-hmm. <laughs> and and we were just out we were just out there in the sun drinking liquor for way too long and i think that i think cutting it down is going to be it's going to make the experience a little bit better mm-hmm. um I also think for the performers, it was kind of rough because Nikki P went up there twice for like an hour each time. Owen Glass did like an hour and a half, I think. And Quasi did like an hour. And he did a solid like 45 at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it but they were, it was just so hot when they were up (laughs) that Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this year, let's try to push it back to the evening, make it a little bit cooler, or at least by the time people will not be out there baking all day long. They'll be, at the lake baking all day long. So and where you can go swim and you can, there's shade. I mean, there's like plenty of shade. Yeah. So, um, but so the, the plan as we see it is we're going to try to start getting people to go over about four o'clock. Um, so that's going to be like us getting people, uh, you know, however we're going to do the, the traveling, um, car event, uh, or vehicle about four. Um, I think from a practical standpoint, the last run back from, so it's about 20 minutes there to there. So like from the site to the distillery. So it's about 20 minutes back. So yeah, I think in theory, so like if we go out once, so that's, you know, let's say we leave exactly at four with full cars, that's 420 by the time we get there, five, six minutes at the most turnaround time. So I think theoretically for the free rides, um, the last one is going to be kind of like, we're going to do two, I think is the, the most practical thing, unless there is a significant need where it makes sense. Like if, you know, people are like, Hey, we're not going to drive. Like, can we, you know, do extended time? Great. Uh, cause I missed the vast majority of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So and, <laughs> going and back we and got, forth. We got, so that's, that's the other thing too, is cause, because you missed a lot of it. Like I, I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to get, uh, some people rotating out driving. So, mm-hmm. um, Will volunteer to do some driving. I think that I'll probably do a little bit. Victoria's going to do a little bit as well. Uh, so if we'll, we'll make sure that people who want to get there and, and want to drink and not drive can get there. Um, mm-hmm. but also if you, if you're not, if you don't want to get hammered, I mean, it, look, it's Saturday. There's still two more days of Childerberg. Uh, being just absolutely sloshed is probably going to make your Sunday not a great time, <laughs> but we yeah, do want I mean, you to like, enjoy yourself as well. So yeah. And plus like, and I don't mean this, like you should base your decisions on this next statement, mm-hmm. but the distillery is trying to make money. <laughs> so like, That's true. Yes. Yeah. But like, that's the thing is like, if everybody has two drinks then there's yeah. in like, you know, if 75% of the people that we think are going to come, come and two, they had two drinks each. I think the distillery is going to do fine. Oh yes, yeah. They they will do more yeah. than fine, and, and they've the got normal, go, yeah go normal ahead. patrons. Yeah, they've got the normal patrons. They also have a show going on before our show, so there's oh, going to be yeah, there's going to be other people there for that. Um, it's uh, I can't remember the band's name, but it's a band from up here, uh, west of us in Possum Kingdom. 
uh, they're going to be down there. So, um, so if you're, when we're going to start shipping people over there around four o'clock, it's a little bit before our show, but there's going to be live music going on then. So if you're Mm -hmm. not camping with us and you're just showing up for the show, uh, you know, you can show up as early as you want and our show starts at five, but there's still going to be live music. There's going to be food and there's drinks available for you at Mm -hmm. iron wolf distillery. Now, one of the things that I will point out to everybody is last year they had a pizza truck, which was yeah, that's awesome. Right. It's really good, but they did run out. So that's right. If you know, like if you like, and they, you know, they do kindly ask that you don't bring outside food and drink. Uh, so if you, if you want to bring your own food, do it, but leave it in the car. So, mm-hmm. you know, go back to your car, have a snack, whatever. Uh, don't piss them off. Cause there's no reason to piss them off. They're great people. So yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so speaking of uh, general things, I think this year there's going to be some uh, volunteerage um, that people are going to be doing, kind of helping with check-in, helping yes. with getting uh, people to their kind of designated sites. So last year it was kind of, uh, these are the sites we have, kind of be where you want to be. Um this year we are trying to and going to kind of better enforce like this is your site. Um, so if you have like, you know, some huge group that's coming or something like that, we really need to kind of know if you're expecting us to try to make accommodations for you. Um, we're going to have people kind of out there uh, passing information along and that sort of thing. But, you know, one of the things that, and I don't mean this, like you're kind of weird about it, but it's going to sound like it, like not that your butt hurt, but like, you have these cool yard games that you keep tracking down. I do. Yeah. That we I never know. break out because right. we I always forget to set them up. up. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I always forget to set them up. They just kind of come out of the car and then like sit against a tree. And yeah. And then I'm so like, that's, what, that's one of the, the that's one of the reasons. Why this around again? What yeah, is yeah. this? <laughs> this is one of the reasons why I wanted to go down on Thursday is because mm-hmm. then we've got all day long on Friday to get all this stuff set up so yep. that there's, so the volleyball court is going to be set up. The bocce is going to be set up. We've got some cornhole boards from Will that I'm bringing mm-hmm. down. Um, jazz mitten. Jazz mitten. <laughs> so, uh, you and jazz yeah. mitten. <laughs> I, well, I got, I got the paddles. We've never used them. They're still in the I plastic. Know. So, I know. That's kind uh, of a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, make this a thing. I know. <laughs> I know. But I want, I wanted to, I, like, I wanted people to be able to play these yard games. I think we put, there was one that Blaine brought last year that, mm-hmm. um, was like a Swedish game that was kind of interesting. It had to do with like, yeah. you had to throw the stick at these other sticks. And or yeah, like, I never got like, to play it, but the few people I heard who did play it said it was like, once you kind of got the idea of the game, it was a lot of yeah. fun. So yeah, yeah. That's um, what he was saying. Yeah. It, so, um, so if you've got yard games and you want to bring them, bring them down and set them up, people will play them. Uh, I, I noticed last year and we didn't get our, the yard games I bring set up, but I noticed last year that if they're just sort of set up, people will do them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a good, it's kind of a good thing to just sort of stand around and, and chit chat and talk about whatever you want to talk about libertarian stuff or yeah. fart jokes or whatever it is that you want to talk about while you're, you know, enjoying the weather and playing some yard games. Yeah. So speaking of talking around, talk, standing around talking about fart jokes. Mm-hmm. So as far as I know, Rollo's coming. Mm-hmm. Bar's coming down. Uh, Jer- or Will will be there. 
Yep. I think Kaj is coming down as well. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty I sure. Haven't, I haven't heard him confirm. Um, so do you know of anyone else from uh, Timeline Earth is coming? Bird is coming. Oh, he's um, coming down again. Cool. Yep. I think um, uh, I think Ace Arcus from Slurp Gang is coming again this mm-hmm. year. I could be I could be mistaken. I'm pretty sure Jay from Slurp Slurp Gang is coming this year. Cool. Um, uh, Cotton Arcus is coming again. I'm pretty sure. Always fun. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a great guy. Um, I, he's is he also on Slurp Gang? I think he's also on Slurp Gang. Um, I think so. There's there's too many of these podcasts nowadays, and I'm I'm starting to get old <laughs> because like the younger people are starting to have podcasts, and now I'm like I'm too old to understand these. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't understand the references you're making. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I think I, yeah, from tasting dark, I think Doofus is coming down as usual. That's right. So yeah, Doofus is coming for sure. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get my ass handed to me in cornhole by him again. So he's he's, he's really he's very good. Oh, yeah. that's the thing is like, w- like I don't play very often, but I'm not bad at it. And Will is very good, but like Will, I just keep getting destroyed by Doofus. So, um, you know, you know who else is coming is, um, well, well, uh, Agora Brewing. So he's yep. going to be doing his tasting two to I think two to four. I put it in the newsletter I sent out today. I think it's two mm-hmm. to four on Sunday. He'll be doing his tastings. Uh, one tasting or maybe two to five, one an hour. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and I think he'll have a sign up sheet because it was a little bit difficult for him to wrangle the tastings last mm-hmm. time. So he's going to do a sign up sheet for it this year. Um, and then he and Jared, who Jared Linz, who is my uh, doppelganger or whatever, or he's oh, not yeah, really yeah, doppelganger, yeah. but like, I'm pretty sure that we're long lost relatives because uh-huh. of our last names. But, um, he, uh, I think he's coming out. I, I could be mistaken, um, or maybe the plans changed, but uh, they're both really cool. And they are also, they co-hosted the California Nexile whenever I get those done. They, mm-hmm. they co-host that with me. And they're usually oh. the ones who actually like bring good stuff to the table, whereas like most of the time it's me going like, I'm working too much. I don't have time to read any of the stuff I wanted to read <laughs> or plan any of the stuff I wanted to plan. <laughs> yeah. So, so what about uh, Maddie K? Any word oh, from him? Uh, I've not heard anything from him. I'll message him. That's what I was going to say. Knowing Matty K, it's probably a, maybe a shortened time, but you know, still be good yeah. to see him. That would I, be really good. I have a sneaking suspicion, even if he hasn't confirmed it, uh, uh, Theodore will show up because <laughs> he's always... uh, that would be that would be excellent. Yeah, I, I would yeah, love to see I him. Love, I think I, I think that, I don't think Dino came last year, but I think Dino said that he was coming this year. I thought um, maybe Dino showed up for a little bit, but I, I don't, I oh, could be that's wrong. Possible. That's possible. That's fine either way. Um, yeah. So Dino, if you weren't there, so I apologize for not realizing. Yeah. Um, now, Jared Linz. And like, I was, and I feel so bad because like I met so many cool people last year and I, I developed my wife's syndrome of, they tell me their name. Yeah. And it's usually like some sort of Twitter handle. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then they tell me their real name. And I'm like, I'm still trying to get the Twitter handle. <laughs> well, I'm, so, I'm hoping I'm not doxing him because I think he's public with what his name is. But if I'm doxing mm-hmm. him, I apologize. Um, he's got like a long beard. 
Uh, he brought his wife. She had to go to a hotel because she wasn't feeling well. Oh, last yes. Year. That's exactly who I was hoping it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, He's such a cool dude. Like, like I, I spent a lot of time talking to Cook Shanty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent a lot of time talking to Who Jared. will be there again this year, by the yeah. way. Cook Shanty will be here there yeah. this year. And we'll be cooking some of the time. I don't know if the menu's out. Um, but yeah, it was like just as usual, just a lot of fun, but it's also one of those things where I was just like kept wandering off. And I think it's partially because like we had big sites, but like they were separated. So I kept trying to like figure out what was going on. (laughs) So yeah. 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 It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a show. It's, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people there. It's, and actually that's, I guess maybe the, what I need to tell people right now is we're, not out of sites yet, but I just based off of how we sold sites last year, where like a lot of them, well, we didn't sell them last year. We kind of reserved them, but mm-hmm. people kind of reserved them all last minute, or a lot of them yeah. last minute. We don't have more than a hundred sites left. So, mm-hmm. so which means we have 200 and something people coming already. Yeah. Um, and so if you have not gotten a spot yet, try to go on there and get those quickly or soon because I can't expand anymore. We, we rented the entire side of the campsite. So there's not really any additional sites I can add like mm-hmm. last year where we, we got a lot more people than I expected. So I added sites this year. Yeah. We've got all of the sites we can possibly get. Um, so if the sites sell out on the website, that's it. Uh, I don't want to give people FOMO or whatever, but <laughs> that's the, that's the reality of the situation. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just like from a practicality standpoint, like there is a limit to the amount of amount of people we can have. Yes, uh, we're not trying to get shut down, and you know, theoretically, it's not like you hadn't had four months to do this. So, right. yeah, you know, like now, if the the you know, like the people we that found us on Facebook, like you know, hopefully <laughs> like they know ahead of time and remember and you know, that sort of thing where it's not people who are like just finding out like, cause that, that is kind of sucks, but um, you know, there's going to be a lot of people there. It's like, and even if you can't camp, like we, you can visit during the day and that sort of stuff. You just have to pay to come in uh, to the park, which is fine. Cause it, it helps keep the area nice and, you know, going and everything like that. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be, as usual, awesome. Um, the only thing I am slightly concerned about is every year before you and I show up, crazy weather. That's <laughs> right. We're yeah. going to be there during the crazy weather time, supposedly. Um, so I haven't told you this, and it's not like it's some sort of like shocking revelation, but I think I'm going to ship like an air, mas- air mattress down Um, through Amazon to you. Uh, so if you think about it tomorrow, if you can just send me the dimensions of the tent, so I don't overbuy. Sure. Um, cause last, last year, uh, uh, Blaine was kind enough to let me use one of his. Um, okay. And that really helped out for me. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I I think it's, I think it's going to be really great. Um, I guess on that sort of weather note is that, yeah, Mm -hmm. we, it is possible that we'll have bad weather. I I'm pretty sure that the forecast right now is, um, I don't think it's clear skies. Cause I don't think they give that, that much, mm-hmm. uh, information this far out. But I think that right now the, the prediction is that it's going to be warm 
and it's going to be um yeah they, they're not giving rain forecasts out that far yet but it's going to be warm it's going to be in the high 80s so uh, just bring your bathing suit make sure that you j- jump in the water and cool off make sure that you drink water um it it may rain but uh the rain usually clears up pretty quickly and it's also it's just not that big of a deal um, as long as you've got like a rain fly or something like that for your stuff so that it doesn't get soaked yeah um, so that's that's a big thing um you know this is a public event people who may not be the best people uh may find out and show up so you know don't bring thousands of dollars worth of equipment don't you know don't be a loony in that regard uh keep in mind that you are camping so it's not like and it so there's not like cabins on site so it's not like the children one where there were cabins on site theoretically where you could you know and put something super valuable if it was raining heavily or something like that um you know that sort of thing it's it's a campsite so big thing for me as always is make sure you bring sunscreen and appropriate like attire theoretically so right you know you're obviously you're adults you can wear whatever you want but don't you know come rolling out and like duct tape and be like i made a duct tape thong and i'm gonna just live the weekend no you're gonna die it's texas it's right like you need to get out of the sun um so you know bring shade like if you there's going to be shade in the trees and things like that. And there's always kind of places, but, you know, bring chairs, bring places to sit, um, you know, try to make sure you cool off. Like Jake said, go to the, you know, get in the water. Um, the water is usually really nice. Um, perennially, the ice machine doesn't work. So, yeah, I'm, I, I'm going to, that's on my, I have a long list of stuff to take care of before this. On my list is to call them and say, hey, does the ice machine work? <laughs> so, because uh, we didn't do well, that last year. And well, um, even if, even if it doesn't work, like just basically plan on having a cooler, um, getting cold water, you know, that sort of stuff. Like last year we did have a couple people go and get a lot of ice, uh, give some away for free, but you know, you're camping. So, uh, make sure you keep your stuff clean. And, uh, one of the big things is on closeout day, don't leave your garbage. That's right. And, and this year, this year we will have large trash cans throughout the campsites so um, make sure that you if you have trash especially cigarette butts that's a big one too is people don't always realize if they're if you're a smoker if you're not a camper but you're also not a smoker if you're smoking throw them into the fire pit if you're um if you're not going to throw it into the fire pit pit put it out and put it in a trash can you can't leave them around the campsites we've got to go around at the end of the thing and clean all those up so just and I understand because like to me like if you're a smoker like it makes sense it's like you don't really think about it you just kind of flick your butt yeah. but when you're camping you want to try to keep everything clean so um, just kind of keep that in mind yeah so uh, if you're not going through Temple and you are going by a uh, a uh, Bucky's oh yeah I'm always looking for interesting and fun Bucky shirts that say the name. Uh, so not for me, but like a youth small, my daughter loves them. She has a whole sleeping wear line of Bucky shirts. Uh, so as always, if somebody finds one, you know, that's cool. I'm always interested. And, uh, 
I'm going to find a cigar at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, so. I think that would be good. Um, yeah. You and I, when you come in, we're going to go up to the Bucky's, I think, in uh, Wachahatchee. Yeah. Um, or is it Wachahatchee or is it in Garrett? I don't remember which, but it's not the one in Temple. So we're going we're gonna to yeah. kind of like swing long way out there and then come down just to make yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to go Wachahatchee and then out to yeah. uh, Kalachiville. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll we'll stop at Kalashi's because that that's uh, one of my favorite things to stop for when we're going down there. And I will not drink a six pack on the drive down this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea, man. Last Ooh. year we were that storm that we were in going down was intense. But what was what was wild about it though? It's like when we were at the Kalashi place, the weather was you know fine. It was it, it was bad. cloudy, yeah. but like, and then. Uh, yeah, and then, like uh, it was, it, it ended up getting rough, you know, real bad. Yeah. Once we got into Waco, it was like I was actually kind of worried about where we were. I was, I was like, I'm kind of afraid that the roads will just flood and like sweep away our van. So it was, <laughs> well, it was luckily, intense. yeah, I I understand it didn't, um, and we got to see parts of Waco because we had to, you know, tried to do all sorts of cuts throughs, which didn't work out that great, but it was fun still. Um, yeah. and then, uh, yeah. So definitely cool. going to be a fun time in Texas as usual. Um, yeah, I'm, I like it's clear. I am looking forward to this. So yeah, I uh, can't wait. Yep, we're only well to the official start date. We're only 28 days away. So make sure to get your shirts. Make sure they get your campsite reserved if you want. Uh, I think we might have one Airbnb spot left, or maybe two left. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, uh, we've got. Um, We've got the shirts. Also, tickets for the show. It's pay what you want. So whatever mm-hmm. you, it's a value for value system. So whatever you think you're going to get out of the show, that's what you pay. You can. You're also welcome to pay more if you're enjoying the show during the show, and just mm-hmm. buy more tickets. Or to go if you want to pay in Bitcoin, you can go to the Childerberg website and pay in Bitcoin, um, or just make donations. That helps pay for everything. Um, last year we broke even, but we didn't break even until the day of the show. So mm-hmm. this year it would be great if we b- broke even a little bit before and any proceeds above breaking even go to freeross.org. So, yeah. um, you know, it's a good cause even if we, if we, even if we get above and beyond. So check that out. Um, go to childerberg.com, get your site, get your shirt, get a ticket for the show, donate. And, yeah. um, I think that's it. Stay free. Stay free. <laughs>